1: Hello, welcome to the Transform New Live show, the only show where you can make real life and business transformation, how it's power, optimism, hope, and faith. I'm your host, as always, Marcus Art. we got a very important guest today. He's running for president in the 2024 election. Uh, you want to definitely be tuned in and be locked in. Uh, we're going to be right, right back after our short pause and break uh, to allow for the intro music and some announcements to come up. on tight. This is the Transform You Live Show, the only show where you can make real life and business transformation hires in the power of optimism, hope, and faith. You may want to tune in every Wednesday to get your ounce and your dose of new transformation only right here on the Transform You Media Network. Follow us on Instagram at Transform You Live Show. That's Transform the Letter U Live Show. out there in cyber world and those who are tuning in, bumping in for the very first time. Uh, We got with us uh, Mr. Darrell Constantine with us. He's running for president in the 2024 election here in the good old U.S. of A. as a Republican candidate, and uh, he's uh, very glad to be able to talk with us today, and he's going to uh, tell you his own story. Uh, about how he has gotten here and just his own transformation uh, journey from where he started to where he is now. How's it going today, uh, Mr. Constantine? It's
2: going great, Marcus, and I really appreciate you having me on. Really nice talking to you earlier. We got into it a little bit. We're both Jordan guys for anyone keeping track out there in the LeBron-Jordan debate. No disrespect to LeBron, great player. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm running because I'm not happy with what I see from either party, and I don't think either party is really addressing the core issues facing the nation, and I think that the partisanship has really locked the nation into some gridlock, so I think we can do better. Not only, it's easy to beat up on Joe Biden right now. He's the current president. He's doing, obviously, a terrible job. I think most people agree with that, but uh, I'm not here to polish Trump's boots either, and I think the Republican Party is heading for a train wreck if they're going to continue following down that path, so... I think it's time to move past both of those and I've got a a unique platform that I don't think really has been expressed from either party and and because of that reason, I'm stepping into this thing and I happen to be running on the Republican side now because we will be the ones challenging the White House um, to kind of describe myself politically. I am a unique blend in that I am more socially conservative, but fiscally I'm sort of more progressive. I'm more open to helping people. I think people need help. I think that the economy is in really rough shape, and I think that the Republican Party has been really tone deaf in terms of the uh, sticking to just, hey, let's lower taxes, let's lower taxes, pretending we're listening to people and then trying to explain to them, let's just lower taxes. I think there's more to it than that. I think the American people and The social fabric has been really damaged and we need to actually invest in in, uh, the social infrastructure as well but really my big issue if I were to say look I'm a one-issue candidate if it has to be one thing I'm fed up with the pushing the homosexuality on children and the Republican Party likes to talk about this but they're really not serious about it that to me is unacceptable anything else is on the table health care, taxes, minimum wage, all of these things, that's actually secondary to me. My number one issue is we've got to protect our children from the LBGT agenda. And I think clearly people now are seeing if this is what tolerance looks like, maybe maybe we're not that tolerant. Um, So that's kind of my one issue and everything else to me sort of becomes secondary. Where Republicanism in the past is more focused on Let's just focus on economics and pocketbooks. That's great if you're making 250000 a year, but the facts on the ground are a lot more complicated than that, and it's going to take much more nuanced solutions. And In order to move past this, we need somebody that's willing to throw grenades really on both sides so that we can move forward with some, some new ideas.
1: Yeah, I really like that, you know, and um, and what sticks out most to me is is the fact that you you really want to look at the, the social aspect of, of what's going on in our country, uh, the morality um, issues that uh, that our country is facing, which is uh, very important to to move in any country. You know, there's got to be some some solidify you know values that uh, the country has to uh, you know be. Be willing to uh, move itself behind, and you know when you have a strong leader that that is uh, morally uh, grounded, and uh, that uh, both is uh, socially conscious uh, to you know what's going on. Uh, I, I think that's uh, really crucial, and um, it's, it's not just about just lowering taxes, lowering taxes, and and then hoping uh, for things to you know to to, to pan itself out. You know you got to look at you know uh, what what the citizens want. As well, and I think that's being ignored. And you know, you you are very vocal about that, uh, straight from your website. You know uh, that you you know you yourself uh, as a citizen is, uh, have seen you know what it feels like to have the, the concerns uh, ignored. And and I, and I just want to ask you about that. You know, um, the the fact that like that like uh, most most of uh, what we seen in our government today, you know, is that like that there's, there's this huge uh, deafening of the ears to uh, to not take on like you know the, some of the, the moral issues that are are so so important. Um, what what is that one of the the, the huge driving up pressure points uh, to uh, to some of the things that you that you yourself hear you know and, uh, and some of the things you hear like uh, from other people.
2: It is. It is. What it really speaks to is we've become feminized as a nation. And biblically as well as historically, we look at that and what that plays out to is kind of exactly what we have. And, you know, Republican Party is so interested in finding young girls to feed lines to. I want to speak to men because when we talk about defending women and children, that's really a responsibility that falls to us as men. And I've got no use for these California quote unquote conservatives that don't care so much about these things and just want to lower taxes. You know, we've got people bending themselves in pretzels, going down these conspiracy theories with Donald Trump about the you know election and all of this stuff. You don't need to go in any pretzels. Just go to target. Just go to Target and look at the children's books that they're selling to be read to children ages two and three. Was the night before Pride, Cinderella, these types of things. This is fundamentally unacceptable, and anything else to me is secondary to that. Um, you know, we have such a problem with the gun violence going on in the country, and again, it becomes this very tired conversation guns versus not guns and Republicans just oh, Second Amendment, Second Amendment. You know, I've got to be objective because I'm maybe not the biggest First, Second Amendment guy because one of the things that I've been very vocal about is I want a federal ban on pornography. Guys need to learn how to go outside, throw a football at their neighbor and talk to people of the opposite sex again. We need to cut the stuff out. If somebody wants to construe that as freedom of speech and say that I'm not freedom of speech, well, you know, so be it and I've got to be objective in the same sense we don't have a society where anybody should be able to go into a Walmart and buy a gun, unfortunately, because we have a serious spiritual and moral declension in this nation that's affecting all communities. So, you know, we do probably need some more restrictions on these types of things. And where I want to actually flip the script is take that and challenge the left and say, you know what, I'm with you on that, but let's also tackle the culture. So let's put together perhaps a bipartisan bill that includes something like a federal ban on pornography and a federal ban on promoting homosexuality to children I've been talking about what they've been teaching in the schools now believe it or not for almost 15 or 20 years and you know Republicans keep talking about this but it's it's bigger than that now we now have an issue with corporate America we don't now just have this this has been going on we have an entire month that is dedicated to pushing a lifestyle that it's a choice, we're tolerant of it, but this is not a thing to teach children because it fundamentally does not lead to life. Republicanism doesn't really want to address that because that's infringing on the free markets of capitalism, which really unfortunately has become the sort of spiritual pole of the Republican party. And they want to sit back and complain about woke this and cancel culture and this or that, but they've invited that by stepping back and not wanting to set the tempo culturally So that, to me, very clearly, look, the stuff that's going on in the schools, I don't actually think we need new laws for these things. I think we have laws on the books that protect children from sexual abuse of minors. And when you're affecting a child's sexual development, that's exactly how it is. And that's how I'll define it as president and prosecute it accordingly. Now, we do probably need some new laws in place that are going to prohibit corporations from selling products to minors if they're going to promote that. So look nike coca-cola all of these things republican party wants to sit back and defend capitalism i'm kind of tired of these companies and i'm going to give them a choice you want to continue selling your products that's fine but you're going to have to back away from the children with these things you know we have a serious problem i don't know what percentage of americans look at iphones every day but you take a look at the emojis and all of these things this is stuff that requires much more supervision than Republicans in the past have been willing to look into. And, you know, certainly we're going to need to do that. And this is something where I look at the left has actually been a leader historically in challenging and looking to protect the citizens. I think now they've become a little bit disoriented because the right wing, which really is supposed to embody that masculine energy, really, to me, is behaving more like a healthy left wing concerned with the liberties of the individuals. So now we've invited this disordered femininity. And at the same time, what we're doing to the young men, we're we're emasculating them, but we're also setting our women up for failure. Um, So one of the places where I'm a totally different animal, you know, Democrats historically arguing in favor of paid maternity leave six to 12 months. Well, I'm not just in favor of that. I actually want to extend it to 18 years, because the big issue here that everybody agrees upon is that the family has been broken. And in order to restore the family, that's something that I'm willing to invest in. And the best model for children, historically speaking, is to have a one breadwinner model, which used to be the American standard, to have the father working and the mother at home raising the children. And, you know, people are going to say this is a freedom issue. It's not a freedom issue. If you want to keep your job and continue, you can. But I want to invest to make it easier because right now I know a lot of good Christian families that want to return to that. But the economy is set up in such a way that they really can't do that. And really what we've looked at is a big trick on the American people where, you know, we had propaganda in World War II to get the women out to help out, help the men because we were out fighting and they were – To go and to help and man the factories but the men came home and we kept the women in the workplace and you know i'm in favor of everybody being able to do what they want but but we have sort of tricked women because i think one of the god-given privileges frankly that women have is that they don't have to labor because they have an intrinsic value to us as men and i want to make it easier for guys to be able to provide for their wives and keep them in the house uh, because that's going to be better for everyone. So uh, I'm not afraid to go in and look at, hey, what can we do to incentivize the other way? Because what has happened is the Democrats have taken ownership of the tax code. They've taken ownership of incentivizing things because Republicans don't want to do that. We say that's not the role of government. It's not the role of government to be involved in anything except for tax rates. And now we have all of this. And now what we have is we have a system that incentivizes harmful behavior. We actually have more funds available for single-parent households. So I don't wanna just stop the negative situation now is actually we need to invest in the positive and the American people are entitled to have that. You know, We have a lot of people in the Republican Party that are going down the rabbit hole on revolutionary things and all of this nonsense about taking the government back because it was stolen from us. It wasn't stolen from us. Donald Trump lost the election. And his platform was insufficient to get the job done he was there for four years already the correct solution is simply for the american people to put on the ballot the things that we want and give us an opportunity to vote for those things and item one for me is heading that line back at 18 in terms of defending children from the lbgt agenda and some of the other items are let's help the families come back together let's help move us back in a nation where men and women can actually fulfill the duties that bring them the most joy and pleasure in their lives while still maintaining their freedom to deviate and do something different should they
1: choose to do that yeah and to your point you know about uh you know donald trump um you know not being able to have the job getting the job done you know it, it, it's kind of surprising because like he, he had the twos the twos in his toolbox available to him by uh two thousand seventeen he had twenty five states with like um you know governors that were republican you know he mm-hmm. he had a um you know a, a, a full control of the senate uh he had a uh six three uh conservative majority in 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 the supreme court mm-hmm. uh he had uh for, for federal judiciary uh, across the, the country and mm-hmm. he, he had passed a couple um, uh, you know other notable achievements like the tax cuts and the job mm-hmm. acts. Um, he moved the, the U.S. Embassy uh, from Israel to, uh, you know, in, in Israel to Jerusalem, um, the, the U.S. Space Force, uh, some of these things uh, that were like, you know, pretty, um, pretty great. And, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just like, I, I'm just trying to figure out what you know what happened, and and, and, and you know, like, and you 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 really pointed it out. It's like these like these um some of these conservatives were kind of like pandering to like you know um mm-hmm. to this to this Space. base you know that just really wants that's seeking out to like to kind of harm like the, the, the traditions um, that you know that really worked in the past, and you know and my question to you is like you know how how will we you know begin to you know how would you work with, like, you know, the tools that, you know, uh, Donald Trump began to, you know, set in place, you know, these these you know, these you things that set in place, that he set in place, uh, that he didn't, you know, I guess, work uh, properly with uh, to uh, return us back to where we should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I say about Donald Trump, and I, I am a Republican, I do, you know, I'm generally supportive of what he accomplished during that administration. But, you know, at the same time, Um, The rhetoric was very different. The behavior was very at times unusual and different, but from a policy perspective, not really very much difference between him and Republicans of the past. Certainly some differences, but not enough. And what I say to people about Donald Trump is if Donald Trump had on his platform the things that I'm running on, I would be supporting him to run again. But he was not on these issues. He was not talking about that. He would fire a tweet off about these things and complain about social media and these types of things, but his ideas really didn't challenge the root underpinning issues. He was mostly predominantly interested, like most Republicans are, in the economy, and he had the economy doing generally pretty well because he's a capitalist, and that's all well and good, but the key thing here is that the economy actually isn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem in the nation is spiritual, and until we tackle that, we're not going to does it matter? You know, if you see a homeless person outside of a liquor store and you give them twenty dollars. they're probably just gonna go into the liquor store. So the better thing to do is to take that person and take them out to lunch and talk to them and see what's going on in their lives and maybe share something that helped you, maybe share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. That's actually how you help people. So uh, like all republicanism, there was a blind eye to what I perceive as the real failure in this nation, which until we address it, regardless of the state of the economy, we're gonna continue to have the sort of social problems that we do. So now in terms of what has happened with the election, it's very irresponsible, his rhetoric post-election. And I think two things can be true at once. I do think that this administration, as the Democrats have been doing over the past several decades, they are more willing to weaponize and to take bold steps and actually mobilize the government around achieving their stated objectives. So he, I don't have a hard time believing that he's being targeted, but I also don't have a hard time believing that some sort of a clerical error was made. I think that the nature of the laws in this country, they're so hyper-specialized, it wouldn't surprise me if virtually every past president has made mistakes. So there is a little bit of a, yeah, he's probably being targeted, but I can't say that he has zero responsibility for that Because he also made a decision to insist that the election was not legitimate. And that also was a new step. So that's a little bit of an escalation in rhetoric. And if you're going to talk like that, you know, when the president of the United States comes out on election night and tells the American people that a heist is occurring, uh, you know, he has the right to say that. And as Americans, we have to listen to that. And you know, I sat back and, okay, so what's going to happen? Well, it turns out that he's actually not going to do anything. He pursued some legal courses, and those were all shot down, many of which by justices that he appointed. So at that point, to me, the conversation is done unless he's willing to personally do something, and it seems he wasn't. It seems that what he was personally willing to do was to tweak things off that were incendiary to summon his own supporters and put them in a terrible situation. Where they were brought out and they were riled up and frustrated thinking they're coming to reclaim the country and you know okay what's the plan I don't know and then it becomes what it becomes and now you know he turns around he humiliates his vice president and look Mike Pence is not somebody that I wanted him to pick specifically for the reasons that hey nice guy really good Christian guy good values but he doesn't think out of the box and our, he's in an old model and you know, that's the guy that you picked. So if you want somebody that's going to do something that's never been done before in the history of the United States, don't pick Mike Pence. And then don't turn around and blame him because you're the one who's sitting there with your finger on the button and you're not willing to do anything about it. So now he's put his supporters in a very bad situation because they have to cling to this reality with him and the current administration is doing, frankly, what any functional administration would do under such contested times because the tensions now are becoming so hot that our elections are essentially becoming a proxy expression of a civil war. And when you come in with that type of rhetoric, now they're mobilizing the state, which is where they're now presiding. So for Trump, the question to him is very simple. Um, you know, pick your poison because either you lost the election or a massive terrorist act occurred while you were sitting as president. So that to me would mean that he's fundamentally incompetent. So until he addresses which of those two sides it is for him, I don't really see the point of sending him back when he was already there for four years. And this creates a vicious cycle because his supporters, when I talk to them, I get this a lot, which is, well, how are you going to win when all of the elections are rigged? So now, they're in a mindset because Donald Trump lost, and Donald Trump's invincible, and he could never possibly lose. So now the system doesn't work, the voting doesn't work. So now what does that leave you? It leaves you revolutionary action. And that plays into the strategy of the left because what the left wants to do is they want to point to the right and say that these guys are domestic terrorists. So he has essentially delivered his most supportive people directly into the hands of the people that will do them harm and what we see from him is really nothing but texts and tweets and these things and and on that respect uh, post-election I very strongly condemn the way that he's behaved and if the Republican Party is afraid to say that and nobody wants to step forward to confront him until they find out what's going on with Donald Trump, I'm not playing that game, I'm stepping forward now and I'm issuing a public challenge to him that's going to get louder and louder we had into primary season because I'm looking to debate him because I want the party because the leadership and the direction that he led them and subsequently the country is the wrong direction. We have an opportunity to move this country together by moving past the partisan politics of the past and moving in a new direction. And in order to do that, the Republican Party has got to change just as much as the Democrats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I see there's a lot of room for uh transformation uh on on both of uh, both parties, I mean, cause like it, it, if we're going to be stuck in this two-party system, there's going to have to be some, you know, some huge transformations to be made and and one one of the huge concerns that I have um, you know, for the future and uh, and for the now future and for the future uh is um, you know, and you know, and you you kind of mentioned it is is this whole idea of uh, civil war and just huge division—that's um, like you know, um, you know that that the uh, the big media keeps continues to push uh, and they continue to um, uh, vilify. Anyone who's you know who identifies themselves as a conservative or or a right winger, and you know how you know how do you you know put that message out there, or if you know or if you became you know like you know president, how 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 do you you know bend you know bend the country together, or you know you know or you know begin to convince people that like hey you know this is. You know, we, we're all Americans, and like you know, um, you, you can't you can't vetify people, you know, or or, or you know, uh, look at someone and tell them they're like, hey, you know, that they, they're they're enemy of the state, you know, just because of their political beliefs.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think we do need to calm the waters, and you know, I have been very concerned about what I've seen on the Republican side because the young conservatives. Don't have a proper outlet from the Republican Party. They feel that the Republican Party doesn't vocalize their concerns. And we've got a lot of antisocial tendencies. This plays into some of the other stuff we talked about earlier, a federal ban on pornography. We have a generation of young men that are, you know, going out and joining militias and getting involved in these things before they've, you know, even learned to go play basketball down at the local court. And that's a real problem. So we have sort of led men, young men specifically, into isolated conditions, and we need to holistically get the society back and and just improve general health. And uh, there are some real concerns, and certainly the the left is is quick to to, uh, label those things and to be aggressive towards those people, but we also do have some behaviors and attitudes that I think do need to be looked at. Uh, And I think it goes back to the larger issue, which is the retraction of male leadership. We need to, you know, have our young men out there. And a lot of young men, especially conservatives, have become very disenfranchised with sports. Sports to me is kind of, that's my thing. I mean, I I love love to play sports, and that was such a critical part of my upbringing. I grew up in the inner city in different areas, and that's how you learn to connect with different people is – in this environment, where you get to have a healthy, fun expression of competition, and you know maybe get bumped around, win, lose together, you gain very valuable lessons. So part of my academic reform is that actually participation in team sports, specifically, is something that's going to be mandatory. Uh, you know, barring perhaps some exemptions for medical reasons, we don't want to isolate people if they can't participate in that. But we want to make that the norm, and I don't want it to be a situation where. Children are deciding if they want to spend two or three extra hours. I want that actually to be a part of the school day. So I envision actually extending that school day out maybe to about eight hours where we have four hours that's general curriculum, math, science, arithmetic, uh, some Bible study. We're certainly going to bring that back into the public schools. And then actually want to give the boys and girls some time apart where they can focus on things that are more specific to uh, things that they'll generally be interested in. Again, allowing for freedom, but, you know, I'm not going to be intimidated and say that I can't suggest what people might or may not like because our society is suggesting what people might or may not like. We are suggesting that, uh, you know, women are in fact more inclined to business. As you look at the, the academies now, it's actually two to one women out favoring or uh, outnumbering men. And we have invested a lot of money into that. And a lot of these young women are um, finding themselves in very unpleasant situations in their 20s and 30s. And I'm equally concerned for them as as I am for the men. So part of it is let's bring the country back together. Let's get boys doing healthy things again. Get them looking away from the video games, the pornography, these types of things. Clean up the culture, give a proper sort of moral tempo and, you know, this is going to be really tough for the Democrats because we haven't talked about this, but I've always been in favor of socialized health care. You know, that to me is something that tax paying citizens deserve. I grew up working class families. The cost of health care for my parents was double the rent or the mortgage, so they couldn't afford it. And Republicans, again, oh, the free market will fix that. Maybe it will, but maybe over 10, 20 or 30 years, we have working class people, a lot of these in quote unquote rust belt states, farmers and good people as well as inner city minorities which simply can't afford this if they're not getting it from their employer. And the Republican argument, we put our little Ben Shapiro hat on and you know this isn't a right, nothing is a right. And that is a false argument. And it's not about right, simply about what we as citizens ask for in exchange for the taxes that we are paying. For me, it's not about a right, neither is a paved road, neither is a military. But these are things that certainly I would like and for me having my parents have the ability to go to the hospital they have a heart attack that's going to be a lot higher on my list than a lot of things that we currently have on there so all of the things historically that the blue-collar Democrat base has been asking for increases of minimum wage to maintain competitiveness um, helping out with family health care these things I'm going to give you all of these things the only thing really that I'm going to ask from for the Democrats is you've got to back away from the children with the LBGT nonsense and that puts them in a really tough situation because they're gonna to have to turn back to their base and they're gonna to have to pick they're gonna to have to pick you know we can do stuff about the guns or this or that but the pornography has got to go the pushing the LBGT stuff on kids that's got to go and this will create an entirely new dynamic because we're gonna have a lot of dweeby that's Republicans are the to Democrat Party that are going to be more interested in sodomizing children than moving the country forward and we're going to leave both of those behind. We're going to find a new American center. We're going to move forward. We're going to fix the country.
1: And, yeah, and that, that's very sensible, you know, and, um, because, um, you know, there there are, you know, a lot of, uh, solid, uh, lot of solid principles uh, on 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 both sides uh, that uh, really coexist. Uh, that can, can really coexist. And, you know, um, yeah, yeah, and I'm with you all the way, you know, that that LGTB, um, you yeah. know, and the rest of the Apple is, uh, uh The agenda is just, uh, just really harmful. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, there's, I mean, it's it's everywhere. And uh, and what do Republicans do? We go around
2: with a microphone and we ask, we ask these people how many genders there are. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not that funny anymore. Yeah, you know, what are right. you doing about it? Okay, I think people get it. So now the next thing to do is to mobilize with action to draw a line and to say, this is not okay around children. You do it at home, but this has got to go. And the first step to that has got to be restoring the American family, restoring marriage, marriage is between a man and a woman. And by matter of law, when you conflate that to a lifestyle that does not lead to life, you have now given legal access to children. So we have to redraw that line. That's going to be a first step. But a lot of the other stuff, I'm not going to wait for new laws. I'm going to basically give a 24-hour notice on day one as president that you got to knock it off because I know you're not used to being told this isn't okay, but it's not okay. But after 24 hours, you're going to be dealing with my DOJ. And we're going to have a lot of things going on. It's going to become a big legal thing. But as president, I'm going to push that button. And I can promise any one of your viewers, if I do nothing else as president, I will defend our children.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh yeah, it's, it's crazy because uh, yeah, these these guys uh, they you know they, they they have given them so much power now that like you know they're 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 coming after a- anyone who opposes them, uh, and it's it's just really it's really gotten terrible out here. Uh, we 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 got a few more minutes left, and you know I, you know I'd, I'd like to give you the opportunity to like you know kind of you know you know if there's any you know um, uh, final things that you like to put out there, um, you know this this has really been a a really enjoyable conversation um, a really, really important conversation. Uh, I, was, I was I was quite surprised that you know to be able to you know hear some things that like I, I didn't didn't expect. you know um dad, uh, like you know I, I really you know uh, back you on and um and really you know really hope to continue to support you on uh, moving forward. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that give you the know, opportunity to you know to uh, put out whatever else you want to put out.
2: Well, Marcus, I want to say that I've really enjoyed talking with you, and I'd like to actually uh, do this with you more regularly. This is a very good conversation, and I'm looking for one thing. I'm looking for men that are willing to stand up, and I see that the call resonates with you, and we need to spread this message to other men. Instead of trying to find women to hide behind, the women will come with us. It's our job as men to lead them and to come together as communities. And what you are doing here is really terrific. And it's just been a real pleasure being on here with you. So what I'd like to say is I don't do social media. Uh, I don't need to be sliding into people's DMs and this sort of nonsense. Go to Constantine2024.com, write me an email, Daryl at Constantine2024.com. I'm here to speak to you and any other Americans that are interested in coming forward with us and doing something fresh and exciting. and I have to tell you, I'm very optimistic about our chances because I think people are waking up and starting to see the failures of both parties. The only way that we're going to fix this is to leave both sides behind, come forward in a new direction. So I'd like to just uh, pray over you and your listeners and dear Father God, I'd please continue to bless Mr. Hart and watch over his viewers and shepherd them and their families. And help us all to speak more of you and less of ourselves in Jesus' name, Amen. We got a lot more stuff to talk about, so I'm going to have to, um, assuming that uh, schedule permits, for you to try and set up another one of these because I think I think there's a lot more to get into. So I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, Jordan Jordan number one, LeBron two, Hakeem Olajuwon cracks my top ten. Maybe next time we'll do a top ten list. We'll do some stuff like that. I got to talk about Tom Brady too. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in that family. There's a lot of Jada and Will stuff. So actually, we could do a whole different one about sports. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll keep blabbing until you until you cut my mic. So that, that's it for me. God, God bless you and and uh, next nice week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you recognize a lot a lot of stuff that like, like man, that like uh, that you know uh, a lot of a lot of us you know uh, conscious folks uh, really you know recognize you know so. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really refreshing to, you know, to get someone who, who wants to lead, take the lead, uh, lead the charge um, on some of, these, to, some of these important issues, and, um, and, and just restore America to where it's supposed to be. You know, so uh, it's real important. So thank, thank you, brother. Uh, thank thank you, you for
2: your me. service. Thank you for your service. I forgot to say that this is a re- this is a respected, honorable veteran here. Thank you for that. You have a nice day. We'll talk soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you too. You know, so, and to um, you. My, my listeners out there, my transformers, and to my viewers as well, um, you know, make sure you do visit the, uh, the, the website. Uh, we do have that in the episode description for, of the playback of this as well. Uh, and if you have any trouble um, locating that, you you can reach out to me directly. I'll make sure I direct all of your messages, all of your comments to. To Mr. Constantine, uh, so that he can get it. Uh, we, we will be looking forward to having him again uh, over and over again. He's very fun to talk to. Uh, so, um, until next time, uh, many blessings, peace, and lots of love.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky?